This week, Formula One returns to the venue where the title fight literally exploded this time last year. Will this year be a repeat? Welcome back to Formula One Grid Talk. This is episode 208, where we will preview this year's British Grand Prix. I'm your host, Tom Horrocks, and I'm joined today by Everything F1's Tom Downey. Hello. And from Paddock Pals, we have Warren Shaw. Hello. Thanks a lot for coming on, guys. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on Spotify uh, and also a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll give you uh, a shout-out on Apple if you give us a uh, if you give us a five-star review, and we'll mention it on the on the next show. And if you haven't done so already, why not subscribe to us on YouTube and click the bell to be notified when we go live? We have uh, we have over six hundred fifty subscribers now, and we're looking to to grow that as much as possible. We have loads of video content and articles and shorts for you to get your teeth into, uh, and give us a thumbs up as well, and leave a comment because we love to hear from you as well. So we're going to preview this week's British Grand Prix. Uh, it's it, it's uh, as already alluded to the uh, the championship fight literally just blew into uh, into into action last year, Tom. And uh, we'll start with with your with your team. Uh, Red Bull currently have 304 points and uh, a win and a DNF in Canada. Operationally, though, they do seem like they're sharp and on top of things. Yeah, after a somewhat rocky or perhaps inconsistent start to the season, certainly with reliability, um, Red Bull really appears to have got on top of the certainly uh, on top of the engine issues for, for the most part. Paris's DNF apparently wasn't engine related; it was transmission related. Um, so. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's another reliability thing we don't know. Um yeah, but you know, that they're they're looking like the team to beat now. Um I still think the Ferrari is a faster car faster car, certainly over a one lap pace who qualifying. Um there's a reason the players had four pole positions back to back. Um and and you know, we didn't really get a proper look at um at um uh Charles Pace in Canada because he wasn't trying that hard in Guadi because of the um the penalties he had coming. So it, you know it wasn't worth the uh, you know it wasn't worth essentially breaking something. Um but yeah uh you, you know coming into Silverstone this weekend, first of all, I hope there and I'm I'm not just saying this because I'm a Red Bull Max fan. I generally hope that we don't have a repeat of what happened last year. Not that I think we will. Um uh, you know, and, I'm, and again, I'm not saying that because uh, you know because Mercedes are further back. Um, you know, I, ju- I just hope that for everybody's sake, that we don't have any accidents or you know, anything half as scary as what we saw yesterday. I also hope that Horner and um, Nui actually let it go uh, because I swear to God, if they bring it up this weekend, I'm just gonna I'm gonna roll my eyes so far back. I'm gonna look like something from The Exorcist. Um, yeah, you know, so you know they you know they. they I say this as a rebel fan. They need to get over it. You know they can't change what happened, um, and you know we all know how last year turned out anyway. So uh, yeah, coming into this weekend, uh, I'm quietly optimistic, but I'm not taking anything for granted in terms of pace. Yeah, Max Verstappen uh, technically has never actually won the British Grand Prix. He won the 70th anniversary Grand Prix in 2020, but the uh, the British version uh, he's he's yet to tick off. But he seems to be knocking out a lot of a lot of records this sort of last year and certainly this year. So uh, sure, it's only a matter of time. Ferrari, as you mentioned though, Tom, are a, uh, definitely looking like a very quick package at the moment. And uh, and Warren, the last year the last win for Ferrari was actually Vettel in 2018. Um, strong performance in Canada despite the result. How do you see their, their weekend panning out? 
obviously, like you said, last year or last weekend with Canada, they didn't really have the two cars ready to go with the duel for Red Bull. I think it would be without the reliability issues, like something we could see like in Baku where it looked like we were going to have a nice Red Bull Ferrari duel. They showed the speed on, on the, in the straight line there. Like you said, they have the best um, one lap pace out there with how many pulls Leclerc has. If they could just figure out some good strategy for once, and then they could continue to just have the speed. I really think that we could have a nice, uh, Red Bull Ferrari duel out there. Something that we've, I feel like we've been let down a little bit since the first couple of races on how many they've really been going back to back with like each team having, uh, engine issues or gearbox last week, just like issues that they've had. We haven't really had that great duel other than the first couple of weeks of the season. So I think, I think we, we can get that here. And I hope like Charles and Max have that duel. He had, that was like 2018, right. When they kept going back at each other, the whole race, like if we have something like that, that would be just, incredible stuff and i and hopefully that's what we get yeah as certainly the first few races we had lots of lots of duels and it was just, and we thought if we're going to be in for this all season we're going to be in for a hell of a season but like you say it has has tapered off quite a bit we've not really we've not really had had that action um unfortunately but uh, moving on to to mercedes uh, they've won eight out of the last nine british grand prix tom and and showed strong pace in canada any chance they can make it nine I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I think Mercedes will probably have a decent outing this weekend. Whether they'll win, uh, I don't foresee that happening. Um, you know, you know, they're they're just. I just, I just, I just don't think that they're quite strong enough. Um, I think they will probably be higher up, higher up the grid. Um, however, I don't. You know, I, I don't, I don't see them. Uh, you know, I just, I just don't, I just don't quite. I, I don't, I don't see them challenging for for the win. You know, they might, they might sneak a, uh, might, might sneak a podium or something. Um, I just, uh, you know, but I think again, they might need a bit of luck to fall their way. Whether that's, um, you know, whether that's an accident in front of them or, or whether that's, um, you know, you know, you know, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, some retires with reliability or something i'm not sure i think i think they will need a bit of something to go their way and i'm not 100 sure if that will really happen yeah i mean with hamilton winning so many of the last the last few grand prix it's uh it's certainly going to be a, a tall order for him to to come back and uh and, and and win another one here but you never know they, they showed some decent pace in canada so there's there's a possibility there a bit of bit of uh unreliability as we've seen a lot from the top teams it's it, it's a possibility but uh it's like you say i think it's it's fairly unlikely but uh moving on to, to mclaren warren uh last mclaren was uh victory here was in 2008 with that domelton hamilton wet drive uh, dominant, dominant Hamilton wet drive, beg your pardon. But Canada, the car was a, was all over the place, bit of a diva. What's their chances of, of a strong result this weekend? I don't, I don't know. I, it's, I think it's hard to tell. I've been reading about everybody's bringing like upgrades and stuff like that coming up this week, and they said that they're bringing like a small, a small upgrades while their teams are doing that. I think it's, I think McLaren this year has really had a uh, interesting, interesting season, like. They've really had just one driver that's been leaps and bounds better than than the other. That's Lando being better than Ricardo. So you're just trying to figure out, okay, can they get up there? Can Ricardo get to Lando's pace? That doesn't seem like it's possible. And then the car, like you said, last week in Canada, they have the old engine. It's so slow, this and that. It just 
I, it's, it's been a really mixed bag for me and I, I, I like McLaren, but it's just, I don't really know what else they got. They said they're trying to figure out the setup and all that, all that stuff like that. I know it's their home race. You would, you would think that they would, they would get things going together. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think Alpine has shown more pace and more promise the last couple of races than, than McLaren. And to me, that's pretty surprising. I thought McLaren was going to be the fourth car on the grid this year. So they're going to be in a battle with them. I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle the, uh, the, the Alpines this week. And they, they seem like probably like the fifth car on the grid right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously McLaren fan here, uh, so I'm obviously going to be hoping for a for a a, uh, a return to the 2008 result. Uh, very unlikely, obviously, but uh, but yeah, you certainly what you say about Alpine looking like the stronger team at the moment. Personally, I, th- I think the McLaren looks like it's got an overall better top end, certainly in the hands of Lando Norris. But we're just sitting just sitting eight points behind McLaren. Um, we'll, we'll go to Alpine and, and joining us a better late than ever. We've got uh, we've got Olivia Kairou here. Um, thank you for joining us, Olivia. And I'm just going to throw you straight in at the deep end to, to talk about uh, talk about Alpine. They've uh, they seem to have a strong car on every track, whereas the McLaren seems to be a little bit more peaky sitting just eight points behind McLaren. Should they be should they be well clear of McLaren already and be looking at closer to Mercedes or are they kind of where they should be? Hi, thank you for having me. And I'm so sorry I jumped on really late. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but it's actually quite interesting that you mentioned that McLarens are still ahead of Alpine because even that slipped my mind in my head. Alpine's way ahead of McLarens considering that they've had quite a few solid results, a few more, um, it seems like, a few more points finishes. Um, last weekend at um the Montreal circuit, both cars seemed really solid. I think the only downfall would be that um, the team dropped the ball with Alonso's strategy. I mean, finishing P9 behind your teammate in P. Wait, what did he finish? I think P. Was it P9? I think he was he, he was, was P9. Ninth he, after he, the penalty. Yeah, he finished eight, eighth, I believe, and then dropped to ninth after the penalty. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the team dropped the ball. Um, especially with him starting P2, but the car does seem to, seem to be much more solid than, than the McLarens. Um, so it is surprising that they aren't above the McLarens in the standings right now. So hopefully for them, and sadly for McLaren, things take a turn in, in Silverstone. But yeah, it's surprising to have them so well up ahead. I mean, Fernando finished P7 last year in Silverstone, so hopefully a higher result, if not a good one, still ahead of the McLarens for them, because they seem to be quite the solid um, runner for um, top of the midfield right now. Yeah, I think that's probably the the battle that we need to be looking at. Potentially, if Mercedes get their act together, they could put a bit of pressure on Ferrari if Ferrari continue doing Ferrari things. But uh, I think the battle we're going to be looking at is probably going to be McLaren versus Alpine for the rest of the season. Uh, but just just behind Alpine, the second of the A teams all lined all lined up next to each other in the championship. We've we've got uh, we've got Alfa Romeo. Uh, last time Alfa Romeo won, won a Silverstone Grand Prix was Giuseppe Farina in the first ever World Championship race. So uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to see a repeat of that uh, 70 odd years years later. But uh, Bottas beaten Joe in every race so far this season. Um, and uh, but, but Joe certainly showing some good pace this uh, this 
this last time out. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, still on honeymoon. I think my, my, my mouth hasn't recovered yet. So uh, yeah, it's um, that came out wrong. Uh, I'm going to move on to you, Tom. So uh, Alfa Romeo, uh, how's their weekend going to go? I'm not going to comment on anything you just said. Um, yeah, no. Um, Alfa Romeo, I am still, I say still, you know, I, I am quietly optimistic. I think that's going to be my phrase of the podcast today. Um, because because uh, uh, I've, I've been impressed with Joe Guan Yu and he was on for a very good result in um, in Baku before he, before he had to DNF um, with, with mechanical issues. You know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's, he's holding his own against, against Bottas. And Bottas is playing the mentor role really, really well. Um, it's just, you know the, the the car looks decent. You know maybe it's 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 a definite midfield car. Where in the midfield, I'm not quite sure because that midfield is so so tightly contested this year. Um, but you know they 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 can definitely have a good outing. I I think we can see at least one car into Q3. Um, you know, maybe even both of them at the expense of, I don't like to say it, but maybe at the, at the expense of the McLarens. Um, you know, just the, uh, I, I think uh, much, you know, I, I think the, the thing for Alfa Romeo, Sauber, or whatever they're called, is um, it's going to be the power unit reliability and, you know, not even the reliability as such, because it, 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 it may well be, you know, that the power unit may well be fine. But there have been so many issues recently with the Ferrari power unit. And it's, um, I'm sure I was watching one of the F1 tech shows or post-race shows or something. I'm sure it was uh, Sam, I can't remember his surname, but the, uh, the the guy with the incredible afro who, who hosts the stuff on the F1 YouTube channel. I can't remember his surname I now. I want to say Sam Collins, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I I think you're right. But uh, anyway, I was watching I was watching something with I'm sure it was him and Lawrence Barreto, um, and they were saying that it was, it, it was either the MGUH or the MGUK. Um, I think it was the MGUH because that's what harvests the, the energy. Again, I can't quite remember. Um, but they were saying that um, Ferrari had, had introduced an upgrade in one of those, starting with Leclerc in Spain, and that's where they started having the reliability issues. Um, so, you know, sorry, Alfa Romeo will probably be having sort of niggles in the back of their mind thinking, oh, heck, is the car actually going to make it all, all the way around? You know, are we going to be able to go, go, go through the whole race, you know, without us, you know, having to say to our drivers, you know, please back off, please slow down, please, you know, this, that, or, you know, or indeed, you know, say we're going to have to bring the car in and, and, and retire it. Because, uh, you know, um, Zhou Guan Yu, you know, I know he's not got an awful lot of points this year so far. I don't think that's an accurate representation of of how he's been this year. Um, you know, he's, he's been, you know, Bottas has obviously taught him a lot. Bottas has also taught him how to be unlucky in luck, it seems. Um, you know, with, you know, with, with the reliability issues and what have you. So, if their car can hold it together for for the whole weekend, I think they could be on for 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 a you know certainly decent quality and hope hopefully some hopefully some double points for them. Yeah, I think like you say, there's certainly that that Ferrari uh, Ferrari power unit has not done them any favours this year in uh, with regards to the to the reliability. And uh, Joe has definitely been the the the, uh, the the more unlucky of the two drivers. I think he's he's had 
he needs to improve in a lot of areas, but he is still a rookie. So, uh, and a, a great finish last time out. Slightly fortuitous due to the uh, the Fernando Alonso penalty, but even so, he had to be on track at the end there to, to make it work. Um, so moving on to to AlphaTauri then, Warren, twenty seven points, bit of a bit of a low points total from what we're used to in recent years from from AlphaTauri, but still their best result at Silson is is seventh place in in twenty twenty. No points out last time. It's a bit of a make or break time for them I think for the season now what, what do you think no I agree I think when you look down you'd be surprised to see how, how low they are in the standings for the overall season it's it's like they obviously have Pierre back for next year they confirm that but that's also like where else is Pierre going to really go right now I think he's kind of just in like a waiting game to get into a better car potentially and Yuki I mean He's just a wild card out there. Like he just punts it off into the into the stands out of the pit stop, trying too hard. Like who who knows what you're going to get from that little guy out there. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought they would be faster this year. Like I, Pierre was great in qualifying last year. Just I don't really know what's going on. I think the Red Bull engine is pretty strong. We see that with Max and uh, with Max and Sergio's car on the top team, so you know that. But it just seems like. The setup, they haven't gotten it right. So, something like that. Like you should, I feel like Alpha Tauri should at least be getting one, potentially two cars to Q3. Most weeks they're not, and they should be fighting for some points finish. As strategy's gone against themselves, but it's been, I've actually been surprised how poor they've been this season. I, I thought they would be fighting up with, with uh, up around with Alpine up there, but they just, they don't, they don't have it this year. I, I don't, I don't know what to pinpoint it on. Yeah, it, potentially a bit of a legacy in that they take a lot of stuff from Red Bull. But given that this this car is a uh, is a completely new concept for every team, they haven't got that opportunity, and they've kind of maybe fallen back into their their natural position. Uh, certainly, I think pace wise, the um, the, the, the Haas has had a much much better package than them, but yet they still trail. Mm-hmm. Um, at least was it twelve points behind them, and Aston Martin was certainly expecting bigger things. So I think that the car really is is a, is an is an eighth ninth place. Uh, team car at the moment which is a bit disappointing from from what we used to in recent times but Aston Martin will be will be just as disappointed with their performance if not more so Olivia and uh, and no um, best result in modern times for Aston Martin just eighth place last year uh, last year 10th and, and 12th uh, in the last race doesn't really show what the uh, what the pear flavored Red Bull can do does it um Aston Martin no it's it's odd um with Aston Martin, especially here in Canada, because I was at the race um, in Montreal just last weekend and no one was cheering for any of the Canadians, which was quite interesting because Stroll had quite a good race um, last weekend, which is quite which was quite surprising. But it's odd because usually you expect not much from the team and I, I'm going into next weekend with the same thought that not to expect much from Aston Martin. Um, it could be a wild card as well, seeing as they are home. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know what to be expecting from Aston Martin other than what we've been seeing right now or previously. Um Hopefully, it's a case of they're bringing new upgrades, um, which could hopefully push the team forward. But there's not much to be really saying about Aston Martin at this point because it's not like we're receiving as much from them consistently on and on each weekend. I mean, last weekend was a good change of pace for one driver, Lance Stroll. But again, Vettel was on the same 
sets of tires for what 50 laps which is quite strange um seeing as how he was also able to finish in what was it 12th which is interesting but I don't know there's it's there's not much consistency other than really close to the bottom so yeah yeah, I think Aston Martin certainly did drop the ball a little bit on strategy last weekend and and uh, Vettel certainly had a shot of points at the end there had he been allowed to do what he was saying he wanted to do. Uh, my opinion there. Um but but yeah, they've I think they're kind of in that holding pattern at the moment where they've they've got these new upgrades. The car is clearly better. They they showed that pace in practice and looked like they they turned a corner, but then the race just got away from them and and uh and potentially they they could be right on the verge of, of setting out after Alfa Tori in that championship, maybe even Alfa Romeo, if they, if they continue to have en- engine issues. Obviously, they've, they've got the Mercedes engine, so they don't have to worry about the Ferrari issues. But, um, but another car that, that does have that Ferrari engine and, uh, and probably should be a lot higher than they are, which we're not accustomed to saying about a Haas, Tom, is uh, the, ha- the Haas team, a uh, strong car for most of the year, but still ninth in the championship. And surely there, there must be an, an improvement on, um, on their best ever performance at Silverstone this weekend on the cards, which was ninth place for Magnussen in 2018. Um, what, do you, what do you think about Haas this weekend? Could we, could we see uh, Mick finally get those first points? Um, I, f- I feel like us m- talking about Mick getting points is a bit like when we were talking about um, it's, it's like when we talking about George Russell getting points for, for, for Williams. It seems to be that we're cursing it every time we're talking about it. So I'm, I'm not even going to touch it because I really thought he's going to get there in Canada and then, then he had the mechanical DNF. Um, yeah, uh, you you made a good point about Haas. You know, they are ninth in in the championship, which is, you know for for all the sort of promises we've seen from them this season. You know, their first race, sorry, their first race weekend in Bahrain. You know, they look so strong, and obviously they're both cars in um, in uh, in Q three. They looked at the third row. You know, for for a team last year that was languishing at the back of the grid, and would be lucky if they got a car off one of the back two rows of the grid, for them to have to lock out the third row on merit. Okay, yeah, I know Perez and Leclerc weren't there, so you know, so, so it, it you know it, it it could have it could have probably more likely been been the fourth row. You know, had, had everybody been there, but they still did it. You know, they were they were still there. Um, you know, they still got the cars out in the first place. Um, they've been hit by some terrible reliability and bad luck. Again, um, the reliability, much like um, Alfa Romeo, you know, it seems to be power unit related. You know, we saw Mick retire. Um, and as, as, as it came out, I want to make a bit of a point here um, in that I think or I feel that Whoever made the, the decision to throw the black and yellow flag for Magnussen was far too influenced by what other drivers were saying, because that front wing, uh, you know, okay, right. I'm not an aerodynamicist. I never will be, and that's absolutely fine. I'm an IT nerd. Look at me. Um, but um, no, but but that front wing, yeah, okay. There was a bit of damage, but it didn't cause a puncture. It wasn't having any lasting effects on on Magnussen's car. There was nothing looking like it was going to fly off. It, you know, it, it didn't appear to lose any of its structural rigidity. And if it would have done, Haas would have pitted him anyway. You know, they, they wouldn't have wanted to, but they would have done. 
you, you know. So and 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 you know, K Mag said it felt fine. The engineer said, you know, we can see it. it you, you know, they said obviously you're going to lose a bit of front wing downforce. I think it was the front right hand side. You know, but but they they said you'll be fine to carry on. Then Ocon comes on the radio and says, "Oh, we need a black and black and orange flag. That's dangerous." Blah blah blah. And you know, all the commentators were saying, you know, it should be all right. Then next thing you know, blacking out a flag gets thrown, and and it right, it just screwed Magnussen's race, especially then with the VSC coming out after. So you know, so so you know, so even though you know the cars around him were the you know, pitted under the VSC. They didn't obviously didn't lose as much time because, as we all know, VSC you lose less time, you know, as opposed to a regular pit stop. So you know, so so that 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 was you know that that was like that, that was a bit of a sort of double and then triple blow with a second VSC for for Magnussen. So I yeah, I definitely feel like well, I say definitely, you know, I do feel like um, the FIA and whoever else were very very easily influenced in that decision. Um, so. But you know that's that's my side round for, for the day. I'm trying to keep more on track these days, um, but my mind just goes ooh, please candy and wanders off. Um, with regards to Haas this weekend, um, one thing I don't want to see is grow is any of them doing a repeal grows on the 2019 when he did a pit lane pirouette at the end at the end of the pit lane, and I still to this day don't know how he managed to do that. It's quite I think that's actually quite impressive to be honest. Um, you know I. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I want to see them do well. I want to see them. Obviously, you know, I do want to see them both get points. That car can score points. We've seen it. Okay, you know, you know, th- you know that 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 car can score points. We've seen its qualifying pace. We've you know we've seen its decent race pace. I don't want to curse it, but Mick was holding decent pace in Canada, and. As he, and and you know Silverstone is a circuit which you know which he'll know from from his junior series and obviously racing there last year or all, all the rest of it. So hopefully we can see something good for for Haas this weekend. Hopefully, I'm not saying it's going to happen because I don't want to curse it, but hopefully we can see just, just something good for for them this weekend or next weekend. Uh, it just reminds me of the George House and predictions of points for George Russell all last season, and then it finally happened. So uh, who knows? Yeah, the one time he didn't predict it, it happened. I think so. Uh, yeah, moving on to the, uh, the the last team in the championship, certainly not what they were they were hoping for at the start of the season. Uh, Mister Consistency, Nick Latifi continues to pump in those sixteenth places with uh, absolute clockwork, and uh, and Albon just yo-yoing in and out of the points, just three points to the uh, to their name, Warren. And and I saw a stat this morning said their their pit stop nearly a second slower on average than they were last year the worst team for pit stops which is not something we're used to hearing from Williams is this something is it just a bad year or is this something kind of more systemic that they need to get on top of uh, obviously it seems like the pit stops they got to figure something out there if they've been a slower consistently is slower so far I also do think like they have one tied they have one hand tied behind their back with with uh, Latifi out there. I know we all joke at the Mister Consistency thing, but they got they have one guy, an Albon, who who has really dr- driven, I think, pretty well for what the car is giving this year. Be, being able to get three points, he's the only driver that can really even try and get ninth or tenth or get out of Q two. Like Latifi's just shown absolutely nothing this year. Like it, it's so they pretty much have one driver out there. It's just that's had their hands tied behind their back. I like, I think everybody's still trying to figure out the 
out, out the new car they have upgrades they said for this week so i me personally i don't i didn't really have high expectations for uh williams this year with with just the driver lineup obviously i thought alabama was going to have a pretty solid year i think so far that we could uh we could say that he's had a really good year but with latifi i mean we've seen what he's been so far in, in uh f1 his career and it really has hasn't been it's been a big bag of nothing so why should we expect anything different so i i think with what their what their driver lineup is and then the car so far is that this is probably the best they could this is probably the best we're looking at right now and they said they're bringing i said major upgrades this week who knows everybody is but uh i mean i I would just have to say they would have to figure it out for next year. We start looking to next year for Williams and then off we go, off we go to 2023. Yeah. And their car is probably the most similar in concept to the Mercedes, which has obviously had all, all kinds of problems all season. So mm -hmm. I think I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think potentially it's uh, it might be time to maybe sack off the rest of this season and, and, and look to next season. There's going to be very pretty much stable rules, but maybe a change in concept, save the money off the budget, put it all towards next year's uh, design and maybe try again. Uh, but I, I think there's, there's, there's certainly some uh, inherent issues with that car. But uh, you, you've heard what all the panel have had to say about the teams now. We're going to move on to move on to predictions. So I'll start with you, Olivia. Uh, put you straight into the uh, in, into the, the hot seat then. So predictions. So if we pole position uh, your podium and uh, we'll, we'll come to the bold prediction after. So just your predictions for pole position and the podium for the race for this weekend. Um, I think my pole position would be... I feel like a Charles Leclerc because he's been quite consistent with the qualifying situation, I guess. Um, I would also put both um, both Ferraris up in the podium. So hopefully it's Carlos in P1. That's me being very optimistic. Um, so a Carlos in P1, Verstappen in P2, and Charles in P3. Just to spice things up. But yeah. I think that's what it's going to look like. So, certainly would uh, certainly would spice things up, Tom. Uh, what do you think, pole and podium? Pole. Uh, I think my boy Max is, is going to get it. Um, you know, I, I think I think the shove that that Red Bull has got. Um, I think you know going down the Wellington Straight, the Hangar Straight, the Hamilton Straight. Now, obviously that, that we have. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think he will just just do it. Um, for the podium, uh, I, I can say Max is going to win. I think, I think Leclerc will come home second. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to change that. I'm going to. This is probably also going to be my bold prediction, all in one. Um, I think Max is going to win. I think Leclerc is going to bin it because I think he's. Uh, I, I I think he's going to. Uh, you know, because I think he's realised. Oh heck, I've had a massive championship swing. I need to get back into it. A bit like Silverstone last year. Um, you know, and, uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, thought you weren't going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Okay, no, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I think the clay will be, I, you know, I don't think it'll crash out, but I think he'll, you know, maybe spin or, you know, go wide or something and, and drop back through, through the field. And then I think, um, I think signs will be up there, so I think signs will take P two, uh, and then P three. I think provided Perez's car doesn't chew itself, I think I think he'll uh, I think he'll finish P three. 
Okay, so that's certainly not going to explode into into life, the championship, based on your predictions. It's more going to kind of <laughs> explode into Max running away with it. But uh, um, fingers crossed. To, yeah, <laughs> moving on to you then, Warren. What's what's your what, what's your thoughts for the uh, predictions for the weekend then? Oh, I'm going to say uh, Leclerc is going to get pole. I mean, I think that's pretty pretty standard in the dry so far this year. So why should we uh, deviate from that? But he was he's not going to win. Max is going to win, and then Ferrari is going to continue just. I think from pretty poor strategy. So we're, I'm going to say both of them don't finish off the podium. We're going to get another Red Bull one, two with Perez in second. And I'm going to say Lewis is going to knock back to back podiums. He's going to get third again. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at on the podium. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've not actually looked at the weather yet. I just thought I'd have a, have a quick look now as, uh, as you're talking and it's looking like we might potentially get a bit of rain on Friday, uh, early doors. So hopefully that'll, that'll get delayed onto Saturday and Sunday and, uh, and, uh, spice the weekend up a little bit. Back to back podiums for, for Lewis would certainly be, it would certainly make the crowd happy in the absence of a Hamilton win. I, I think that's probably the, the best they can really hope for. Um, okay. So moving on to bold predictions then give us something to get excited about and look out for Olivia. What's your bold prediction? I'm kind of inching towards a Hamilton win because it's Silverstone and I don't know. But I think my podium already was quite out there really because of just like the reshuffling. But it's also just me being optimistic and really, really rooting for signs after the debacle of last weekend. So I guess it's either or a Hamilton win um, as my bold prediction and... Um, my podium is also looking kind of bold as well. So what are the two? <laughs> I hope that answers that. Okay. And and Tom? Sorry, I was reading a work email. <laughs> no, <laughs> bold prediction, mate. <laughs> Um, well, I, I think I think I've kind of already covered mine uh, in, yes. in the in the uh, you know I, I think Leclerc will a little bit overdo it. Um, yeah, and, and and he'll perhaps squander a bit of an opportunity. Okay, and and Warren, your bold prediction? Uh, I'm going to say that George Russell is going to finish outside of the top five. I don't think he's done it so far this season. This mm-hmm. will be the race that he will finish outside of the top five. Okay, okay, uh, fantastic. So uh, we um, that's our predictions for the uh, for the for the British Grand Prix. Do let us know your predictions in the comments. We love love to hear from you. Have have a bit of a debate. If you're in the live chat now, stick them in the comments now, and we'll we'll debate them in the post show. Uh, I'm just going to go around now. Give you uh, give. Everyone on today has got other projects that they uh, they're involved with, and they come along here to to help us with with this show as well. So uh, I'll start with you, Olivia. Um, anything you want to plug? Um, the Chitane Crew podcast. We recently did a Canadian Grand Prix um, show, and it was special because we were all there. So it was kind of like a first-hand situation. So the Chitane Crew podcast. Okay, and I think we'll probably get onto that a little bit in the post show as well. I'd like to find out more about that. Um, and uh, I'll I'll go to Warren next, as Tom's just taking a drink of something. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, I'm on the Paddock Pals podcast. My cousin Rachel and I uh, do that. We had uh, Sean Kelly, who I think you've talked to before. He's the stats guy. He was on yeah. a couple of weeks ago with our Canada preview. He was good. Uh, so we have that episode, and then we'll do a, a, a preview. But you can, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and go check us out at Paddock Pals. Cool. Fancy. Yeah, Sean's always a great guest. Look out for Sean at Virtual Statman on Twitter. He's uh, great value. Uh, always, always likes to debate uh, with anyone. Doesn't matter who you are. Uh, okay, Tom, uh, do you want to give a give a plug for everything F one? 
Yeah, so as I'm sure most people are more than aware by now, I'm part of Everything F1. Uh, you can find us across all your favorite social media platforms, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Um, I don't even know what people use these days. Um, so any of your favorite social media platforms. Uh, you can find us either at Join the F1 or, or at Everything F1. Um, we have our website, everythingf1.com, YouTube channel, Everything F1. And also our um, our podcast, which is the Everything F1 podcast, which is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and our website. Okay, and if you want to hear any more from me, I'm at Tom Horrocks F1 on Twitter, and I do the Monkey Seat podcast with my mate Carl. Uh, and I hopefully will be a bit less podcast ring rusty uh, <laughs> uh, next time we do it. It's been a few weeks since I've done this, so I've, uh, it's amazing how how quickly you forget the most basic things. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's it for this show. Uh, we will do a post show where we just chat about a few a uh, few of the topics around F1 and any comments that you've put in. If you want to hear more from Formula One Grid Talk, we have a huge back catalogue of shows where you can get, you can get your teeth into those. I'll race shows do all go out live on youtube uh, straight after the event and the audio version will be up slightly later on which you can get on amazon fire spotify google Podcasts, apple music verbal omni studio and pocket cast we also run a patreon so if you want to help us continue to do what we're doing then please consider donating to us and everything that we raise from that goes straight back into the show to help your experience you can also support us by buying merchandise from the uh, f1 chronicle store like this this lovely mug i've got here uh you can get that all at f1chronicle.com slash store we will be back this saturday to review qualifying from the british grand prix so we will see you then